So I'll kind of jump into it. Um, okay. You know, first I want you to kind of correct me. Is it is it Yulianko? Is that how you pronounce yep. it? Okay. So my real name is Yuliana. Yuliana. So it's short for Yuli. Okay, I so, love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So you know, I know that you started Yulianko in 2019. Yeah. Um, you know, what I first want to get into is. Tell me about the time leading up to that. Like, let's say that that 18-month, two years before launch date number one. Why why this industry, this product? Like, what was what was the thing that really, you know, blew your hair back about this? Um, my mom moved here. <laughs> wow. Okay. Literally. It was not a plan. Um, I just got off a phone call with a bride that is getting married at my venue that I got married at three years ago. And I was like... Honestly, if I knew I was at Yuli and Co. today, I would have not gotten married there and my florals would have looked completely different. Three years ago on my wedding day, I didn't even know I was going to start this business because my mom was still in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So my parents moved here two years ago and my mom was always a florist on the side. And as a little girl, I remember her always telling us as a teenager, she'd be like, help me start a business card, like help me get a website. And all of us kids were like, no, we don't know how to do that. We don't know what you're talking about. Like, we were so not interested in her side business. Mm -hmm. And as I got older and she wanted to move here, I was like, you know what? Lakeland doesn't have florals. I was like, if I thought we were going to do every Saturday pickup only, honestly, from our carport, it was going to be this small business that she can make a couple hundred bucks and call it a day. And when we launched it, it like we launched it and we moved with it. Like we did, the plan not, while you're fixing it. we did not have a plan. We did not know. We didn't even have a florist yet, like a wholesaler. Like we were just learning as we were going, as opportunities were coming. Um, we played like the first couple weekends or whatever. We would get hundreds of flowers and we would make arrangements. I would just sell them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then it just started evolving from there. And it got, I mean, it became a business because of Instagram. Like we did not plan it to be what it is today. So you that just started sh sharing stuff that you were doing for other people. Yes. And then it, it people we started even, requesting. Yeah. We weren't even doing events or like a baby shower. It was literally like an arrangement for your dining table is what I was selling. I was like, Hey, who wants flowers for their kitchen table today? Like it was not a plan at all of like, okay, so we need to hit, this many bouquets and we want to get into these kind of events like it honestly was just like my mom is 57 and I wanted her to still use her hands and I was like honestly I just like need her to do something and so this is she something would, she enjoys and she enjoyed it and then it just started literally taking off and we were Yuli floral for a year and then we changed to Yuli and Co when we started adding other elements because it was like I did a, a balloon arch for somebody and they didn't have flower pieces and they tagged us and it was like Yuli floral. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Like they is this a limited? balloon arch. And so it doesn't make sense for someone to go, why do they tag a, a flower company? So then that's where I wanted to go more broad. And so I lost the floral name and just added in co and we have some ideas up our sleeve now. So I mean, is, that, is that where a lot of your other product lines have come from? Is it customers ask for something? Yes. You're like, oh, we can do this. 100%. So how did, how, how did you acquire this knack to like, because obviously I'm sure there's an aspect of, of procuring all the items that go into whether it be an arrangement or a board or what, but... But you also have to have an eye for how it should be assembled, how to get it aesthetically to look good. And I, I love that it just fell together and lightning struck. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going, I don't know. Like, if I started this, I don't know if mine would look quite the same as yours. Yeah. So you've got something else going in the background that kind of has equipped you for this. What, what's yes. that been like? Um, my mom is so creative. 
And she's been like this since I've known her. You show her a photo of something and she'll go, I know how to make it or I'll figure it out. Or she'll taste something at a restaurant and she'll go home and make the same recipe without even looking at the recipe. So she's very like good at that. I'm really good at knowing what's trendy, what's popular, what people are wanting. Um, because I love social media and I love like aesthetically pleasing things, I would be like, Hey mom, like I saw this flower arrangement made like this in Australia. Hey mom, I follow this florist in New York and I saw this or what is this flower? So I feel like I do a lot of research of bringing something that's unique and different. And I think that's what really set us apart is like we did a wedding this last weekend and the bride texted me the next day and said, everyone wants to know what that yellow flower was. And I was like, honestly, that's our secret because it is the most common flower, but because we opened it and opened every single petal, it looked like a different flower. So like, but I saw it's a trend that's starting. And so it's one of those things like not a lot of florists would take that risk of going like, I didn't even ask the bride. I just did it, just did it because I knew it's, it would look better. I knew that she was a flexible bride. She didn't have this like picture perfect floral arrangement she wanted. She just trusted us. And so I was like, honestly, I'm just going to do it and having tell her. And it was one of her favorite things about her floral arrangements. And I was like, I sometimes just have to trust my gut and going, I'm just going to make it look nicer than they want. Or people email email us like an inspo picture. And I'll be honest and say, hey, that's not our style. That is so 10 years ago. Do you trust us? If you want like a lot of um, our baby gender reveals, they Google floral arrangements for baby gender reveals. They're ugly. They're awful. They're so old. Um, and I'm like, just trust us. If you just want pink and blue in the bouquet, we can do that way more creatively than you could find on Pinterest because it's not like a high demand right now on Pinterest. So it's a lot harder to find that niche. And everyone's always like, yes, absolutely. Whatever you think, you know, things like that. Which is a good point because I know like so many things I get into, especially creatively, it starts out with a Google image search. Yes. And that's usually the best thing I can find. The thing that like I relate to the most is usually the basis for what a mask is going to be done. Yeah. And you, you kind of bring a good point. Like when you're choosing a company like yours, you're really choosing the taste, the the know-how. Yes. And so what you all bring together is, I guess, your knowledge of what's on trend and what, what what's cutting edge. And you're, you're mixing together yes. stuff you've seen, stuff you've done with what you're connecting as the next trend out mm-hmm. there. And then your your mom's ability to, to execute and assemble it in this really beautiful aesthetic way, it's it's kind of working together 100%. to give you a very unique product. Yeah. Because what, like, what we're doing is we're unpacking like what's made this lightning strike. It's not like you were the fir- first floral company to enter Lakeland. There was other companies. Yeah. But but you all have, have almost kind of taken off in this yes. way and, and you didn't even mean to. No. And that's the thing is people will send us photos all the time. Like, hey, I just got this arrangement from this company in Lakeland. And they're like, why could they not be more like you? And I'm like, because it's their oil running machine. They don't want to change their ways and they are doing what works for them. And other people don't know, like they look up 1-800-Flowers rather than going, I want to find something unique and beautiful at the same price range but they're just doing the easy way out and the florists are keeping it the easy way. And so, and that's okay. I mean, for me, I love when people give us that compliment of saying like, Hey, we just ordered flowers from here, but yours are so much better. Or we had a text come in the other day and I was like, Hey, I'm at a funeral. There's all these flower arrangements. Your stands out, which is, which is is different, which is a really interesting angle. Cause when you look at it, you're going, well, 
cost of goods and access to 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 the goods that make up your product are a pretty commoditized item. Yes. How all of that is assembled is the secret sauce. It's the only yes. thing that would be different from one yes. place to the next. And also knowing what mixes well. Some people just stick to what they know and they don't want to branch out and you know, there's been even clients that request something that I literally have to hold their hand and being like, you have to switch it up. Your wife wants you to switch it up. You like routine. You like the same thing. Your wife is over this. Trust yeah, me. We, I we know the, her. Don't want another dozen you know, roses. Yes, we want, we want something, yes. something different. Yeah. And, the, and, and so sometimes their first one, they're scared and then they see the reaction of their wife or their girlfriend or whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I just thought you wanted a dozen roses. And they're like, I mean, I love a dozen roses, but if I could get a dozen rosen with this kind of aesthetic, you know, look or this extra unique flower, it changes the whole game. And so I think that's what's been really fun is just like even my friends that never got flowers because it was like, oh, I don't want to go to the flower shop or order flowers online too much. But they all started getting flowers because of me, because of my business. And it's been fun of going even their spouses being like, I never got as many flowers as I do now because they'll see it on Instagram, whether it's a flash sale or the holidays, or I'll text them and be like, hey, it's Valentine's Day. Hey, it's Mother's Day. And it gets them points, like wife points and credit, you know. Well, especially so, when it's something they haven't seen and it looks really on trend and yes. it photographs well. Yes. That's kind of been a, even a neat piece as you're going from a marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you will have, have I mean, what, what I found interesting as I was doing my research is not only did you have this lightning strike that occurred, yeah. but the the whole thing exists, lives, and breathes on a social media platform. With, with with exception to, uh, I think you've got another another like add in piece where you can do a form or something like that. Yes. that it works off of Instagram. Yes, you know, so you've you've created this thing through through a social platform, not a website, nope. but a social platform, yeah. which is kind of the trend that we think we're going to continue to see moving forward. Yeah. Um. You know, and and from a marketing standpoint, the more photo worthy the arrangement is the more of I that mean, person's community and circle you're going to kind of penetrate by just doing good work. Yes. Um, so would you say that a lot of your marketing's really just been shared by word of mouth on social media? It's the only way. So you will do any paid marketing at this no. point? So no paid marketing? No, never have. I don't think we ever will. Wow. Mm-mm. I... Well, the reason that we don't have a website, it's not one, I was a perfectionist when we first started and I wanted all these photo shoots to hit every angle for, you know, but the hard thing about an arrangement when someone visually sees something, they want it just like the photo. So if you make a photo shoot and you go above and beyond to make this photo shoot look beautiful, not that we wouldn't do that, but people get so in the zone of like, well, I want that exact flower. And And, and you're saying, well, we don't make set arrangements. Yes. Each one, each one's got a different twist, a little custom, and it's about what's in season, what's, what's priced, you know, well for, for the, for the bouquet size you're looking for. They're all going to have a general look to them and that's our style, but we're, we're not a step and repeat. No, we're not. And that's the thing is even when we did 120 orders for Mother's Day, which was our record breaking, I almost literally broke my mom. Um, She made every single bouquet different because when you put them in a vase, when you put them in foam, the flower falls so different every single time. So even when I wanted to help her and learn, she was like, you can't because if this flower falls to the left, it's different if that one stays straight. So there's such an art to it and such a unique like 
pattern that you have to move with the flower and arrange. So that's what's that makes sense. Like, You're not saying I'm, I'm getting these same 10 flowers and stick them in the same exactly. things because if, if this one leans left versus right versus forward, it, it makes yeah. the entire arrangement look different, whether you see it on the photo or whatever. So when we were going to make a website, I've met with three web designers in the you know two years that we've been doing this. And a part of it is I do like how small we still are because it is a side business for us. We do, I don't do this full time. My mom doesn't do it full time. So if you have a website, you have to be able to fulfill orders. You have to be able to have flower, you know, um, enough flowers to make the high demand. And right now with it being on interest, like on Instagram and the Google form, I have a lot more control. Like we took this week off randomly I was just like we don't have an event this weekend we don't have any orders come in now we've had orders come in but I already made the decision to stay closed after Valentine's Day and a, a big wedding I wanted to give my mom a break um and every email that comes through I'm like hey we are closed this week we don't have flowers until Friday um and most of the time people will wait honestly well you know what's really interesting about this is is in, and I, I want to highlight it here entrepreneurship is about making this business work for you and yes. for your lifestyle. Yes. And, and many of us as entrepreneurs, we, we think that, that we're on this like binary journey. It's zero sum. It's either win and you're hitting billion dollar valuation yeah. or lose. And, and I think a lot of people don't stop to do what you just did there and say, what do I want? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what's the lifestyle I'm looking for? Is this something I'm looking to augment the job I really love, but I don't make the kind of income that I'd like to make? Is this something that I want to do that turns my, my, my passion slash hobby into something I can make money with? Mm -hmm. Or is this something I'm building so I can leave my day job one day? And there's no right or wrong answers. There's just the answer that's your answer and yeah. your truth. And um, and so I love seeing that, like you've said, you know, it really, this wasn't about you know, making maximizing our profits for this year, uh, That which is why we're taking this week off. This is about something we enjoy. Mm -hmm. And when we do it more than we want to do it, we stop enjoying it. And maybe our product wouldn't be as good if we weren't as fresh when we're working on these projects. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what is y'all's end game with us? Do you even have one? Is it is it to you know, do it full time one day? Is it to, you know, maybe just keep it small or see where it grows? I mean, what are y'all thinking right now? Yeah, I think that that's the question we get every day. I think our friends ask, I think our family asks. And it's one of those things because we didn't come in with the strategy of going, this is where we want to be in three years and five years. Honestly, we're just following our hearts and our passion and, um, trying to figure out how big do we want to be? Do we want to hire staff? Do we want to expand? Do we want to have help? Right now, it's just me and my mom. Um, no pressure. You know, I, what I know, know and because I've been on the other side, on the expansion side, and it's like, you know, it's a... It's a snowball. And yes. you know what? Yes, you can grow revenues. But then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, man, that 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 number that we used to make money at, like we need to do three times that just to break even now. A yes. lot more pressure. Yes. You know? yes. So it's it's a different thing. You know, I think that's a good it's a good point to really consider is, yeah. you know, how, how do how do we want to grow it? And Maybe it maybe it just stays aside. Maybe it being niche like this and small is what keeps the product what it is. Yeah, and I think that we are what we are because it's a mom and daughter duo. So there is this fear of bringing someone along or someone new on the team that, you know, it's... Might mess up that chemistry. Yeah, and 
How we, is that working together, by the way? Is, um, I've worked with my parents, so it's a little bit of a loaded question. Yeah, but. Um, we've become best friends. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's we mesh well together. We have the same vision. We love this most aesthetic. We love the same thing, so it works well. Um, when I work my 9-to-5 job, my mom is the one that's prepping the flowers, getting the flowers, um, cleaning the flowers, cleaning the vases, um, arranging the candles are for the wedding, you know, fixing up the lanterns. So then when I get home, it's, okay, what's the next game plan? Okay, and then I'm in a communication with the client, with the customer, with the event coordinator. Um, so it's nice because I could still do my job fully, and then she does all the behind scenes while I'm at work. That makes sense. So it, it works well. And then, I mean, if we're doing a balloon arch at midnight, we're doing a balloon arch at midnight. And, you know, it's not asking someone else to stay late. It's It works with us. We turn on music and we knock it out and we're so fast. And there is no this like awkwardness of like, oh, do I have to talk to this person or whatever? If I don't want to talk at midnight. I don't have to talk at midnight. Um, so it works really well. And I think that um, I kind of set the pace of our business. And so my mom will go as hard as I need her to do. But then when I give her time off or when we don't have an event, She's a busy bee. She will do what she needs to do to start prepping for the following week or a wedding that we have coming up or anything like that. But so we're a great team together. That so makes sense. It works well right now. And depending on what we want in the future, it will just kind of determine, you know, that relationship and figuring out what's next. Um, so I think we're still just trying to figure it out. How has it been transitioning? Because like when you stall started, it was probably mostly like, one-offs for friends and family mm-hmm. and now you're in events which is kind of a whole different yes. ball game i mean like doing one thing for one person or you know i'm yeah. sending flowers to my wife yeah. that that's at one level mm-hmm. um all the flowers for a wedding or for a bride or for an anniversary party like now that a little bit more pressure more more volume yes um so how have you all handled that because i even think from a supply chain standpoint that's a that's a different animal Yes, we are very selective what we say yes to. One, my mom is the only florist right now. So if you're asking us to do a wedding that is arrangements falling from the ceiling, um, massive altar pieces, things that she can't handle, I have to say no. Because... We want it to represent us, and so which is hard. It's hard to turn down short term money like yes. that, but be but but stay committed to your macro vision. Yes, and we also are the opposite when we get a really small budget request for events or weddings. And before when we first started, I said yes to everything. We needed the exposure, we needed the practice, we needed to figure out our system on our end. And now we're in a place where if you have a low budget, if it doesn't fit with us, it doesn't fit with us because what. P- brides, event planners, what people don't understand is it's not just about a budget. It's also if we go the cheap route for your cheap flowers and your cheap arrangement, that's our name. Mm-hmm. It so reflects on your brand it promise. It reflects on us. And sometimes it's just like it's not worth it of going, I don't care if I don't post this photo. I don't care if I don't repost your content. It still might turn a, a potential client in that room going, I don't love that. And then they might see something else and go a different route because they did it. Um, where like our St. Augustine wedding has been our biggest exposure, has been our biggest repost, our biggest like, you know, we're getting tons of inquiries from St. Augustine now of going, hey, we saw this photo on at the same venue that we're getting married at. We want it. And I'm like, 
okay, we're two and a half hours away. Like it's not that easy, but if you're the right client with the right budget, we will make it work. That makes sense. You know? Well, and it really speaks back to how you all made this lightning strike happen. You know, you started out by having a style and being true to that style. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's easy to do when they're, when they're bouquets that you're setting the prices on. Yeah. Um, but then you've held that focus as you've scaled up to the larger volume stuff. And I think that, you know, when you look at it from a creative standpoint, so like if you were just to correlate what you all do to a designer, okay, because yeah. that's because y'all are very much a creative business. Yeah. Saying yes to the right types of projects and saying no to the wrong types of projects is where the secret sauce is for your yes. for your business and your happiness. Yes. So I love that y'all are kind of naturally doing that from like that creative standpoint. Yes. But then you know, I as a from a from a business standpoint, I believe that customer mix, like choosing the types of customers yes. that you work with and that you cater to and that you service is just as important as product mix. Oh, okay. Yes. You know, if not more so, cause you're trying to marry those two mixes together. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've, y'all have kind of hit both of those in at a stage where it's really hard to stay true to that. Yeah. When I'm usually talking to entrepreneurs at this stage, they're saying yes to every pitch, every at bat, every swing, yeah. because we need to bring in this money. And maybe we would if we had a storefront. Maybe mm-hmm. we would if we had employees that we had to hit. But I think that's remember. part of the strategy but is I you think, haven't put yourself in a position where you're a slave to those yes. type of decisions. And that's the thing. It's like I don't – my mom does this out of a passion and because she truly loves flowers and loves making a space beautiful. I do it because I love details. I think the make or break in an event, in a wedding, in a staff getaway – I think the biggest difference is how you make things feel different. How do you make your staff feel from this party to their last party, from this Christmas party to this Christmas party? Um, and there's such easy ways to make people feel valued and cared for without even going over budget. It's just thinking differently. Um, adding a personalized name to their reserved seating makes them feel important and valued more than sit wherever you want and they're sitting next to someone that they don't want to sit next to or whatever. I just think like I care about the details. I think that you could make a blank canvas look so much more beautiful if you just cared about not what is traditional. Don't just care about flowers at a wedding because you have to have flowers at a wedding. I always walk my brides through going, I need to know what is the most important thing for you on your wedding day. Is it your altarpiece? Is it your sweetheart table? Is it your bouquet? Because that's where I will throw all my energy behind. Everything else will fall into place. Or I could save you budget here and there if this is what you care about. Um, So it's pulling out those questions rather than going, if you really don't care about having a cake, then don't do it. Like, it's just not worth it for you to pay money for, you know, just. It makes sense. Like, like figure out what you want and then go all into that. Don't just check the boxes. Exactly. And I think a lot of people do that for events, for anything that they do. They go, you know, and I always just joke. I say, hey, as long as you have food and the pastor show up, everything else doesn't matter. As long as you get married, if that's the end goal, then that's the end goal. You're going to be successful at what you're endeavoring here to do. Yes. And I think, I think weddings are the hardest ones. I think that's where I get stressed the most, where my mom gets stressed the most because so much pressure, so much expectation. And there is this Pinterest board that they send you and it, you have to be the bad person of going you know that this is a styled shoot. This is all vendors coming together to make this photo look beautiful, but it's way out of your budget. You can't afford it. It's not practical. And so that's also the hard part with social media is they make this one table 
overfilled with flowers want someone go i want this and on I'm all like, my tables on all my tables You're like, this like, was the one this was the one table like, at the wedding the one. how do i explain this to you you know and and that's so hard is um style shoots are so good but then they're also when you have to deal with the customer on the other side of going this is so out of your price range this is so over the top it looks good in this one photo. Using but. using candor and, and, and finesse there, is that something you've kind of had to build a muscle for? Or is that something you felt like you just did naturally? No, I do it naturally. Yeah? Yeah. And I think that sometimes when people come to me, that's what they like. Is, is you're going to give it to them straight. I'm going to give it to them straight, and I'm going to walk them through. Pompous grass, it's our biggest trend. It was our biggest. I think that was our lightning. I think that's where we grew our most followers. It was the most random thing that has ever happened. That was not a planned thing of selling pompous grass, fake <laughs> like grass that got dried out that people are putting in their house. It was a trend that took us to the next level in everything we did. I have told every bride to not do pompous grass because it will be a trend that will be here and will leave. And in three years, you'll look back going, why did I have fake, like, why did I have dry grass all over my wedding? Yeah. Um, it's it's like any 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 mainstream design. It's like they yes. don't want to keep calm, carry on. It's like, listen, you, yeah. you, if you if you if you do this, people, you're going to date your wedding. Yes. It's not going to look like it's cutting edge. You're going to look like you're you're following the trend. Yeah. And I'll do it if you want it. But I at least give them my feedback of going, hey. Let's add this element to it because that will be timeless. You could have your pompous, but let's add an orchid because an orchid has been in style and forever will be in style and it looks so elegant. So, you know, you I get to walk through them with their decision making because a lot of times they don't know what they're doing or they'll send me something and I go, why are you mixing this with that? And they're like, I don't know. I saw this one photo and I was like, but there were two different photos that don't mesh well together. Or yeah, was, this is country, this is conservative, this yes, is traditional, this yes. is contemporary. And we're like, we can, we can flirt with blending some of these, but when yes. it's a harsh blend, it people look at it and you're going, there's just something off about this. Yes. And so I love walking people through that. Um, but I also have been known for being very, you know, honest. So it's like, if you're like, Hey, how's my outfit today? I will tell you, be like, well, it doesn't match. Or I would have lost this, or you need these shoes with this outfit. And then if my friends or family gets offended, I always say you asked, if you don't want my opinion, don't ask because I will give my honest opinion because I don't want you to go out thinking well, Julia approved it. And then I'm thinking I should have said something. So um, we just want to make sure everybody is clear yes. with where, with where we officially stand. Yes. I will do whatever you want, but I give my opinion, which is hard. You know, I, I know as a as a business owner, and honestly, even as a manager, it is like radical candor is something I struggle with. Like I don't hurt anybody's feelings. Like yeah. I I. Uh, I, you know, I have a, a decently high emotional intelligence, so I can read on the person what they want me to say and, yeah. and kind of like what they want to hear. And if they're asking me for my opinion or if they're really just asking me to reinforce theirs. Yeah. And so I have a hard time sometimes yeah. like saying, you know what, I'm going to obliterate this person with what I'm getting ready to say, but I'm going to do it anyways. And because it's really what's in their best interest. And yeah. so it's something that you seem to do naturally. And it's like you're building a, uh, a clientele around people who want your opinion. Yeah. And I think, honestly, with flowers, charcuterie boards, balloons, it's a niche that people don't really know much about. So they're not studying it's, it? Yeah, they're... it's different if you're going, well, I like this style of fashion. 
because then if you like it and I don't, that's okay. Yeah. But with our industry, I feel like a lot of people are blindsided and going, I'm doing florals because I have to or I need to decorate this place. And so they are open to opinion and feedback. Because you're going, hey, we could we could do a lot with balloons or we could do a lot with a neat board that's the centerpiece yes. with some flowers around yes. it. There's other things that we can fill this space with that is going to aesthetically look beautiful yes. but, but may not cost as much as what you just found on Pinterest. 100%. And that's why I think where people do enjoy working with us is we are creative. We will bring new things to the table. We are hoping to launch new ideas and new things to Lakeland that no one's doing because I know the niche for, you know, not everybody is going to want it, but there might be this certain clientele that will want this. And that's what I always want to bring. I want to bring something different. I don't like repeating the same thing. Um, even when people send us the same photo from like our Instagram and they're like, I want this. I will, you you know, obviously I say every arrangement's going to look different. I can make something similar, same color palette, things like that. Um, but we usually try to make every party different, even with like balloons, like they'll give me a color palette and I'll say, Hey, that's too many colors. It won't look good. You could only go up to these colors or, Hey, have you thought about adding this color? Like, because I do want every party to feel unique and different. And I also want people to feel like we don't just want their, like a transaction. It's like, we want them to feel like, wow, they actually went the extra mile to care of each project's unique to us. This is not step. And that these colors don't match well together. Or, you know, someone will text us and say, Hey, we, or email us and say, Hey, we want sunflowers. I don't hate sunflowers. We just don't like working with sunflowers. So I will say how, specific does it have to be a sunflower or can it be a yellow flower you know and I try to pull them into different directions of going oh we'll do it if you want us to but are you open to other yeah, ideas I don't like the starkness of how this stands out it yes. doesn't really blend well it that makes sense and it's not a part of our brand and sometimes you just have to say no to yeah it's a, well it's a very particular look yeah. so I get that yeah yeah so, so I know you start this up on the heels of COVID okay mm-hmm. and, and I've got some supply chain background so I know that's had to have been a nightmare supply chain wise getting these flowers mm-hmm. uh, maybe even the creation of your boards because there's been some shortages on, on that side um how have you all dealt with the supply chain issues yeah um you have to be willing to be flexible and um we I feel like we just don't really stick to one thing. We are always using different bases and different materials and different ideas. Um, we turned a lot of our project big holidays into boxes because it's foam. It's a box. I could buy that in huge quantities over how many bases I would need to fulfill those orders. That makes sense. I personally can't afford that. And it takes up way more space. It's way more durable, you know, things like that, that we've had to be more flexible and also saying, okay, well, if this is a special holiday, how can we make it feel different than going, well, I could go to Publix and get a bouquet, you know, three for 12 and my wife would be happy and she puts on a vase where this actually brings a lot more creativity and different things. Um, I think flowers have been the hardest of going specific flowers during COVID with the shortage, even in farmers, even with delays in shipping because there's, you know, flowers come from different countries. And so in the beginning, it was like, hey, where a plane used to leave every day, it was every other day, which was a high demand. Um, You know, you could put in a flower order and your wholesaler will say, hey, we're out of that. Or, you know, I needed 1,500 roses for a wedding, 1,500 with nothing else, no greenery, no other flower, roses only two colors. 
it was probably the hardest challenge because when we told that to our wholesaler, she was like, well, that was one of the most popular colors. Um, and I had a specific brand that I wanted to use. And she was like, I can't do that. Like they could, they only have 200. You have to be willing to get different farmers, different, you know, and it was a scary thing, but it Cause you're going, out. how are these all going to look together? Yes. Cause they're all going to be off. They the colors all, are all going to yes. be a little bit different. Yeah. And they were all the same. And luckily it all worked out. It was beautiful. It was again, our number one wedding right now, but it was, you know, you do feel that stress of going, how you call every single vendor you know you call everybody you know and and that's the thing is it's taking time to build a relationship you know we're building relationships in Orlando and Tampa and Miami and then we're building relationships online with people that were cut you know and so, and so you find as you get more vendors into your sphere and you figure yes. out which each one's wheelhouse is and yeah. when to lean on who and for what yeah it, it's making that process go yeah a little and I think as long as you communicate like when people reach out to us and they say hey we want this I say hey I'm not using COVID as an excuse. I'm tired of hearing that, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to try my best to get this specific flower, but if I can't or it's overpriced because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that's also so hard is people that don't know flowers. Um, and it's something I'm learning. I mean, again, I this is such a blindsided business. Yeah, because you're, you're like, I've got certain things and passions that have existed long before this, but some of the mechanics of this business, yes. that, like this is only 18, 24 months. Yes, uh, I'm like <laughs> learning names and I'm learning how to talk to a wholesaler. And, you know, and people will text us and say, hey, our flowers died in three days. And I'm like, flowers don't talk. I don't know how old they were. You know, when you're buying them from someone, you're trusting them, but at the same time, they need to get them out of the fridge. And, you know, and so there is this thing of like, it is a risk every time because it is a flower. You're not buying something that is baked goods that are freshly baked. You're buying something that you're trusting that has been chopped from a farm in a plane, in a warehouse, in a delivery truck, in your home. You, and that's it, a lot of transition for a flower that is supposed to be outside. Plus, if it's stored and, here a day, there yes. a day. I mean, like at its best, like what is the in your in the industry? What is the goal? Like farm to vase. Um, the goal is to go from farm to us, but you usually have a middle person, okay? Because it works a lot easier when you just have a warehouse you're working with that has a lot more connections, and because they buy it bigger quantities than I need, their price is lower than if I was just to go online and go to this farmer in, you know, Brazil of, I hand need this flower. Yeah, they're not going to send you a hundred of them. I get it. You've, yeah. got, you've got the distributors that are buying massive quantities, massive quantities. And, then, and then breaking them down into yes. piece. So that way, that's the way that hey, I've got a special bouquet i got to build. Yes. I just need 20 one, of these yes. or one of these. Yeah. And, and so you've got a resource for that, whereas no one's going to. So how, how many yeah. days do, do they like to keep it to? Like, are you trying to keep it 10 days from the time it gets cut at the farm to you or even less than that? Honestly, it's kind of different depending on, you know, if we we went to Miami once and we got flowers that lasted us two and a half weeks. We've wow. never seen that. And so those but must have been very, very fresh. They're very fresh. They're right next to the port. They're right next to the airport. So they're coming from the plane to their warehouse. That's three minute drive where, you know, other locations could be different or they're in the plane longer or they're, you know, things like that, that we just don't know because, you know, our biggest scare was last year on Mother's Day, we ordered from the farmers and we had a two day delay. Oh my gosh. So when we got our flowers, 
I had to go to FedEx warehouse in Tampa, get them off the truck. It was the biggest hassle. And by the time I opened them, they were all dead. They've been in a box for two days without water, you know, and so then your whole order gets messed up and things like that. So there is that fear too, when you go, because we are a small business, we are not ordering massive, you know, minus holidays or so. But when you go to a warehouse in Orlando, you could touch them, see them, feel them. Um, and they deal with a headache. Like I did it once and it was the biggest headache of my life. And then driving new FedEx and get, you know, it was just, and then it was a fail. Well, and, and then you're, you know? and then you're also going, I've got all these customers. They don't want to let down. And, and, you know, and especially for a holiday delivery, like there's yes. no second shot there at is. this. Nope. And then the know? second time I did it was for a wedding. Cause they needed a whole wedding that was in one flower, not roses. It was an orchid style. And we did the same thing. We ordered online from the farmer, same thing happened. It was delayed and it showed up. I woke up that morning of the wedding. We still did not have the package. And I had to get in my car, drive to Orlando, beg all my vendors that I knew and go to three different vendors and pull all the flowers that I needed. And I got home and the flowers were on my doorstep. <sighs> and so then now I have double. And so not only have know, we lost money on this and I've lost sleep and yes, I probably have lost years of my life. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, you know, and that's the stuff that you you don't see on the back end. You know, yeah. I'm never going to post like, hey, my wedding order did not show up, you know, and I'm not going to tell Bride that because she, that's my job to freak out and figure it out. And we did and we were okay and we pulled off the wedding, but I had so much flowers left over and, you know, it's like you try to do something and then you're like, okay, that wasn't smart. <laughs> Well, but you know, that's also part of the learning curve. Yeah. I bet you not in a million years did you think in 2019 when you're starting this thing yes. up that these are the kind of problems that you're going to be dealing with, which yeah. is kind of interesting because you're going, we don't really struggle with how the bouquet should look or how yeah. the how any of it should look. We don't really struggle with what our style is. Yeah. We don't really struggle with who our customer is. Yeah. Um, and, and we have not struggled yet with how we market our, our, our brand, how we market our product offering and how we've grown it. Um, but supporting that growth and supporting those orders and yeah. building all these new processes and finding all these new vendors, like that's the piece that no one no one really thinks. Yes. Like, like when you're starting up this uh, business, you're not like, okay, the first thing I need to do is get a solid list of vendors yeah. that I can lean on. Yeah. But now that you're hip deep in it, you're going, okay, that that's, you know, I yes. really need this. Yes. This is important to yeah. spend time developing these vendor Absolutely. relationships because you know what? There's sometimes that I am going to need help out of a jam yep. and you got to, you got to reciprocate that when a vendor short ships you or ships yep. you something that maybe wasn't was on par and you work with them on yeah, it yeah. And, and you start to build this this rapport and this goodwill between them because when that moment comes where you're like okay I've got this wedding today and I completely forgot to order this like I, yeah. I'd love to blame it on you but yeah. it was all me please that's can happened. you just help me <laughs> I'm a human being yep yep um yeah that's happened quite a few times and when COVID started um, when everything shut down on like March 14th or whatever that was, we actually went quiet because obviously that was in the beginning. No one knew what COVID was. We didn't know what this was going to look like. How long are we going to be stuck in our homes? Things like that. And we were quiet for about four to five weeks. And then Easter was coming up and I think people were starting to get itching and we were itching. We were at home. We weren't doing anything. We weren't going to work. We weren't playing with flowers. Um, and my best friend was like, you should do a flash sale, like bring it back, like just post a small bouquet that someone could put in their home during quarantine that is affordable, that is beautiful, that is colorful, that could just bring happiness. 
And I was like, hey, mom, you down? She was like, yes. And we did it. And it was probably one of those other moments that we were shocked how many people wanted flowers during quarantine. And we would just leave them at their doorstep, you know, no interactions, things like that. And we even had someone from a different state, Washington State, call me and say, I love what you're doing. I want to give you a thousand dollars and just surprise people with flowers. Oh my goodness. And so And they we, found they found a post from, from Washington. I mean, State they, of- they knew us, they're friends of ours. Um and he was just like, I can't believe what people are going through. Like and so what I did was like, hey, someone just is sponsoring, you know, as many bouquets as we can make send me a reason why someone deserves flowers. And we, I think, did 40 bouquets for free that we would just show up and say, hey, so-and-so just sent you flowers, you know, whether it was they were sick or they um, lost someone or lost a job or were just going through a hard time with COVID. And that was just so fun. And we were so busy. It was so fun. It was so cool to see the smiles on people's faces. But, I mean, from my mom making everything to us delivering eight hours a day all over Lakeland, um, it was one of the best moments looking back of going COVID almost like we are where we are because of COVID because Mm -hmm. people were scared, but people still loved each other. So whether someone was going through a hard time, they'd reach out, Hey, they just lost their job. Will you send them flowers? Um, Where I thought people would be so scared to spend their money. I was quiet for a few weeks, you know? And so And then when things kind of started picking up and coming back to normal, I think that's where people were like, hey, you know what? I want to send so-and-so flowers or, hey, they're coming back to work. I want flowers on the front desk or however it happened. And it so like it hurt us in the beginning. But then at the same time, it almost we got to take that time in quarantine to really fine tune some things and really see what matters and things like that and play with. Um, different ideas and things and that Easter one was probably something I'll always look back at and being like I'm so glad we did that um, so that was really fun well, and, and you know you know as you're talking about this going in there's a real human connection side of y'all's business I mean so I'm going yeah they, they're getting calls when um, someone's getting a new baby mm-hmm. when someone's to celebrate an anniversary mm-hmm. when someone's celebrating someone's life when they've just you know passed away mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah, you're really getting involved in these people's stories and the why and that, yeah. that's getting baked into you know this vision for the end product oh absolutely yeah. there's a story behind every bouquet that goes out and I think that I could do this on the side and work a full-time job and do a lot of other passions I do Um, but I think my favorite thing is delivering the flowers because do I have to? No, I could probably hire someone. I could probably get that off my plate, but it is the most rewarding part of why I do what I do. When someone sees your work and make this final connection, put a face with the the story. And and you just never know what that person's going through. Like you said, whether it's celebrating life, whether it is going through their hardest season of life, whatever it is. When someone gets a bouquet of flowers, it changes everything, whether it's a surprise and it just made someone's day, whether it was, um, you know, anything. It's just those faces are priceless. And you could just say, I just drove 22 minutes to this random house. But when I opened that door and she had tears in her eyes because someone thought of her um, is so rewarding. And that's where you go. That's why we do it. Well, you know, and as entrepreneurs, I think that we all hope to have that kind of emotional attachment to the products that we make. Yeah. Um, 
you you all are very fortunate to be in an industry where you get to really see that play out like that. And I'm sure yeah. that that strengthens your resolve and your why. And, yeah. You know, like, especially like weddings or events where you get so nervous because you're like, you talk to this bride for so long and then your flowers arrive and you do the work and then handing her the bouquet for the very first time, you're like, is she going to love it? Is she going to hate it? Is she, you know, in this last wedding, this last weekend, the bride took the time before she walked down the aisle to text me and say, you blew me away. It was above and beyond. You went better than I could have imagined, better than I could have thought. And you're, you receive that and you're like, I could breathe. (laughs) And, oh, that was worth it. And, I'm so glad to hear that we went above and beyond and that it was above their expectation because that's what we want. We want we want to hear your vision, but then we want to blow you away. And the wedding in St. Augustine, when I got to see that bride at the reception and she got to see her full ceremony and reception come together and the tears before she walked down the aisle because of what we did. You like nailed it. I was like, exactly. I'm like, wow, like she actually cared. She oh, yeah. didn't just order flowers from us just for a wedding. She truly, truly cared. And even till this day, it's been a couple weeks since her wedding. We're still in contact. She's still reaching out to me. She's still bragging about her flowers. And that's where you're like the endless hours of sleep, the endless phone calls, the endless headaches of vendors and trying to find the specific flowers. It's so worth it when you oh, see yeah. tears in a bride of going, you actually noticed our work. You actually, you know, because sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're just like, oh, it looks beautiful. Cool. I don't really... I just excited to get married and they forget about it. And then there's other ones that blow you away where you're like, wow, you're more attached to our work than I am. Um, and so that's really, really special. That is really awesome, man. That is really awesome. So as we, uh, as we wrap it up, I, we've got like a five favorites that we do kind of do shout outs in Lakeland. So um, first one on that was what's your favorite place to eat in Lakeland? So I know it's hard. It's hard <laughs> to choose. I know it's hard. <sighs> Oh, I would have to say Scarpa's. Okay, Scarpa's. Scarpa's. Favorite place to spend time with friends in Lakeland? Oh, probably Cobb Pen. Cobb and Pen? I like Cobb and Pen, too. you could go there. You could have a drink. You could be outside. Yeah, it's a great, like, melt for friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've got... And they're open the latest, to be honest. They've got a neat (laughs) group there, because they the same group that owns them. They own the rec room. Yes. And they own um, Good Time over there by Concord. my neighbor, actually. Oh, really? Cool. Um, so, favorite event in Lakeland? I'm the worst. I don't know that it... <laughs> Did you I go mean, to them? Yeah. I feel like uh, the watermelon 5K in the summer that mm-hmm. happens, I've participated for many, many years. Um, I think that's really fun. You get a really cool shirt with a watermelon and <laughs> all the watermelon at the end of the race. And I live off of the lake, so it's always fun to see oh, that. Oh, man. Buzz. I'm going to take my kids to that because they can eat their weight in watermelon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so fun. And it's it's really cool. I I think that's like one that I've attended that I'm like, I love participating in that. All right. Favorite um, shop in Lakeland? So play, like, and then we got a couple boutique shops here in Lakeland. You shop at any of them that you like? I don't shop in Lakeland. i truly don't think i shop no so so let's skip over that we'll go to favorite small business owner in lakeland i would have to say my sister i knew it i knew it i knew it balance culture culture. kirsten ruthie i love you guys i love what they're doing and i have to support them they're incredible all right so um how can our listeners find you i know that instagram seems to be the main one what's your instagram handle yes it's at yuli.and.co 
Okay. And then um, any parting words of advice for the for the people who are maybe listening, they've got this dream and they uh, are trying to, to make it happen. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing is, honestly, we didn't have all of our ducks in a row. We didn't have the biggest strategy. We started something that was a passion and it still is a passion. And yes, there's risk in it. Yes, there's investment. We invest a lot of money in the beginning of our own money, um, but just do it. And if it doesn't work, at least you can look back and say, I tried it. Or, you know, if we don't get any bigger and if we don't do anything with what we've started, I could look back and say, we at least created something beautiful for a season. And if it doesn't, and if we don't want to go any further, then we still love what we do and we still appreciate the beauty of it. Um, so just know when to stop if it's not going to fulfill you. It's kind of everything we talked about of going, you know, do I really want what once was a passion is now a number transaction thing. And, you know, you're working overtime and all this thing. I think what Kirsten, my sister-in-law actually has always told me in the beginning when I started this was she started the business to be able to plan her own schedule and business go around her life. And I've always tried to model that. My other best friend, Paige Wagner owns the business and she does the same thing where it's like you watch these girls have their life and their moms and their kids and that's what I want. And I think that's what I'm trying to figure out of going, how big do I want to be or how small do I want to stay where the business works around my life and not the other way around. I love that. You Define know? what success is to you. Yeah. Don't let the world dictate don't, it to don't you. Don't let the world dictate that because I think that the word success has been used in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. It's mainly correlated to financial. And you're like, yeah, how good of a of a parent are you? Sister, yeah. brother, you know, friend, employer, man. I mean, like, there's a lot of things a to compare lot. yourself to on success. And it's not binary. It's not this one thing. I mean, I know a lot of people that are very wealthy, not very happy. Yes. If you just hit one category... I don't, I don't think that that's being successful, especially yeah. if you're not defining it. For sure. And I think for us, looking back for what we've created, the best thing I could look back at is the relationship with my mom. And so oh, I try not to cry. But, you know, if if that's all that we did, then I would be so happy. On the macro, that's you huge. Know? Yeah, because it's every day, every event, we do it together. And I think that is something so special that you know, I might not have forever. And so if I could look back and just say, Hey, we did this for three to five years and it was so fun. I got to spend so much time with my mom and X, Y, and Z. I would look back and saying that was all worth it. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, not what you do, but who you do it with. Yeah. You know, that, that is, you know, I think that's great, great advice because it gives it from a different perspective than what you hear most of the time in mainstream media, which is, you know, set your own terms of success choose who you want to spend this life with yes. you know, and that's that's from what you do with your with your work yeah to, to to you know who you choose to be a partner with in this Absolutely. life you know, it, it yeah. all is very important who you choose to spend your life with and when you master plan it regardless what financial successes you hit um you hit a a, a happiness stride yeah. like i can read it all over you're like this isn't even my main thing this yeah. is something that me and my mom do on our off-peak hours yeah and it and we love it. And we this love is, it. And we love it. And, you know, my husband is so supportive. And 
our house is a warehouse. <laughs> and he, oh, I bet, I bet you, you it smells yeah. like a fresh flower oh, in that place. Oh, you would think, you would think. <laughs> but, you know, the amount of stuff that we have and things like that, and my husband has sacrificed of going, I'll give up my house to do this. And, you know, he always gets me out of pickles, whether it's that Orlando trip that he needs to make to pick up flowers or do deliveries for me and things like that. But it definitely matters who you do it with. And I think just talking about it, of going, hey, I want to start off small. And if it stays small, awesome. Or if it is something that you're going to do full time, truly make sure that it is something that you're ready to give up for because owning a business is so much harder than people think it is. Um, And it could get lonely. You know, it could really get, there's moments I have to look back and go, okay, where am I at in life? Where are my friends at? Where, what am I doing? Because you can get so caught up in- Get head down for so long. You pop your head up after four or five weeks and you're going- what is going on in my life yeah, around me? Yeah. And so I think that's where I try to really balance and take things slow of going, you know, every day that we gain a follower or two, it's awesome. But I also don't want to lose who I am for something that might not be a forever thing, you know? And so just working with your relationships and your friendships and partnering with your friends and partnering with your other small businesses and supporting each other. I think that's what I was telling Kirsten the other day was I want to make Lakeland better. And I want what we do to make, Lakeland at the end of the day the community and the support that you can do with I mean we are where we are because Lakeland supports us the the clients that I have now are people that I've never met that I don't know that I don't have a relationship now my friends got me off the ground my friends believed in me they ordered flowers for me they supported me and they still do but I am getting to meet so many awesome people in Lakeland I would have never been able to meet because of Instagram and this business and things like that and so at the end of the day, I just hope that whatever we do with Yuli and Co., that Lakeland looks back and goes, we're glad you were here, whether it's forever or whether it was for a season. Um, and I think that those are the things I look back at every day that I take a step forward in the business or every time we take a new client on or anything like that is just going, I wanted to stay in Lakeland and I want, you know, awesome to have a wedding in St. Augustine, awesome to have an opportunity in Tampa um, but I want to make sure that our focus is Lakeland and to be able to make Lakeland beautiful and events beautiful and give back to Lakeland and things like that, because I think Lakeland is the reason that we are where we are. And so I think just figuring that out, like as a business is just going, Hey, I like doing this. Um, it's scary, but I'm going to do it. But then also not having pressure to step back if it is, you know, hurting your marriage, if it is pulling a toll on your finances, if it's you're losing sleep. You know, that's something I've had to learn is time management. And people sometimes ask, how do I do it all? And I say, I don't sleep. You know, like <laughs> you if you get an invoice from me at 345 in the morning, that's why. That's why. And yes, do I make mistakes here and there? Absolutely. People will be like, hey, you charged me for this. It wasn't for this. And I'm like, so sorry. It was three in the morning. Um, <laughs> but I do what I have to do to get the job done. But I'm not going to sacrifice all the time of going, I'm not going to grab dinner with my best friend because I have this thing. No, my that thing could wait and I could do that at midnight. I want to still have dinner with my best friend or go work out and take care of my mental health and take care of self-care and things like that. But then I also like try to partner with businesses while I'm doing it. So just trying to like work with Lakeland and work with the people here. And I think that when you support each other, there's less competition and there's less, um, you know, 
gossip and rumors and things like that. So I don't know. I just think that like, just do it and just take a step of faith and just have the best supportive team. And Lakeland's going to support you. Honestly, Lakeland's the best place Lakeland to do. is a great place to be. And for a lot of people that aren't connected in the community yet, like once you start getting connected, you're yeah. going to see how small this place is. Very. I mean, everybody is connected yes. by three or four different people here. <laughs> and, and you know what? We've got a lot of talent. I yes. mean, like I, I go to places like here, Catapult, and, I mean, you can meet just about anybody to do anything. Yes. You know, whatever you're trying to do. If you've got a, a website you want to build, yes. a design you want to do, a package you're, you're, you're trying to get made, anything that you want to do, you can find someone here that specializes it and does it. Totally. And it, it is so neat to see that in this huge, you know, worldwide web that we're all used to finding our vendors and our partners on. You know, we got a lot of really great people right here in this community yeah. um, that care. Yeah. They care in a different way sometimes totally. than what anybody else is going to care because you're their neighbor. Yeah, and that's the thing is as Yuli and Co. grows and things like that, I always like to partner with vendors when I can. You know, I have a friend of mine that wants to start a new calligraphy business and you know, I'm like, how can I help you? Like, how can we collaborate? Okay. And I'm already thinking, what if we did something together for Mother's Day? And, you know, and it's like, because I know that I am where I am because my friends believed in me and gave me that wind behind my sail. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I just think it's a very beautiful thing. Like when you could do something of going, you know, I have a birthday coming up and I'm doing a birthday party and it's going to be very detailed and very beautiful, but every single part of my party is going to have a vendor attached to it. Even though I could do it, there is this thing that you want to be able to shout out other people and promote others and promote others and just being like, I don't want to do everything. I just want to do what we are good at and give the rest away to other people and stuff like that. And so I think that's also what I started when I was in the beginning was partnering with people um, believing in other people, shouting out other businesses, following other businesses, um, supporting one another. Because then when you launch something, when you like, if we launch a new idea or a new product, they're all going to be behind me because I supported them when they did their things and stuff like that. And so I think that's like one of my biggest tips is just network and just really like grab coffee with other business owners. And, um, I'm having a coffee date today at three o'clock. That is, nothing that I do, but I want to know how she does it. And I want to know how it's going. And I want to build that relationship. We've been Instagram friends for a really long time. And now it's like, Hey, today's the day that I'm going to meet you. Let's get it offline. Yeah. And you know, I went to a wedding and another vendor was there that we've been friends for three years. I met a photographer I've known for five years and, you know, and then you go to these places and now your work is being meshed together. And now the photographer's taking work of your florals and, you know, things like that. And you just, it makes it so fun. I feel like every time I have to do an event or a wedding, I'm excited to see who's there, what network do I like, how do I know this person, follow them, support, and, it, and it's just a beautiful thing, and it, we just have fun with it. And since you have reciprocity in that group with each other yeah. like that, everybody's kind of promoting each other, yeah. making each other better. Like I had that last wedding, the photographer is from Atlanta, and she was like, hey, I just recommended one of my brides to you from Orlando. Oh, wow. And then I have another photographer here in Lakeland that messaged me and said, hey, I just got a couple locked in, they need florals, I recommended you, and we've never been worked together. We're just Insta friends. And that's the beauty of it is just going, wow, like, and then it's the vice versa. People will always ask me on my personal page or on my business page of going, Hey, what photographer do you recommend? Mm -hmm. And I have a list of photographers. Hey, I need a wedding cake. Who do you, and it's so fun to actually know these people of going, this DJ is not going to disappoint you. 
And so I think that's also like my biggest business tip is like network, not where you're using each other, but network and actually build a relationship, grab coffee, grab lunch, talk business, dream together. Um, and I think because a lot of my best friends own businesses, I've had that support since day one of going, okay, Kirsten, how do you do this? Okay, Ruthie, how do you, you know, when you launch merch, what do you think about an X, Y, and Z and Paige, how do you do this? And it's just really cool. My friend Victoria does earrings. And so we've collaborated together with earrings and florals, like, you know, and just things like that, like photographers pulling them together and just saying, let's cross, cross each other, cross businesses, cross things. Because if we all do that in Lakeland, Lakeland gets better. Get stronger. And, so, and, yeah. and, and you're going, Hey, we don't want to do every single job. Like in some, for some projects, this florist is better. And for some 100%. projects, this, this DJ is better. And so understanding what each of them do, what each of their niches are. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. As I get to know more business owners, even if they're in the same space, like not every restaurant is the same. It's a different yes. experience. It's a different, you're going there for a different reason. Yes. You know, so you have a real formal, elegant, traditional wedding. Well, that might be different different from a beach wedding and you might totally. want different vendors for, for both of those. And so, so it's not this zero sum where it's like, yeah. we can only have one DJ or one yeah. vendor of X. You're going, no, everybody's got their own place totally. their own niche. And as long as you're, you're making it a genuine friendship relationship and it's yeah. not this self-serving, how can I, how can totally. I use this relationship to further my own agenda? Yeah. You know, I, I agree. I, most of my, like the best things that have happened for me and my business have come from people like that that I've networked with. Yeah. They've given me real candid advice or they've yeah. connected me to a new opportunity that I never would have gotten on my 100%. own. 100%. And I think that's like my last tip would be like with social media, it is so much more powerful than people think it is. And yes, is my whole business off of social media? Instagram specifically, yes. And a part of that, I don't think it's going to be a forever thing, but right now that's my biggest thing of going when people say, I hate Instagram, it's, it's a waste of time. I don't have, and I'm like, my entire business is off of Instagram. Think about that. And then tell me what you think. Or, yeah, it's very you know, powerful. It's very powerful. And then it's also like, I reach out to florists in different states. I reach out to different balloon people in things I inspire and I'm whether I support them and I follow them or I build a relationship and say, Hey, I love this color palette that you have. Where did you get it? Or Hey, that's a really cool flower. What wholesaler do you use? Because a lot of the stuff is universal that you could cross with and you don't even have to stick in just Florida. And so using Instagram as a powerful tool of going, and that's what I loved about this podcast is like, I'm excited to see who listens to it. Mm -hmm. And my friends listening from different states of going and they're, them getting connected to other people. I don't know. It's just this beautiful thing of use Instagram to actually be genuine with your followers, build a relationship where they feel like they know you because a bride I met one time and I don't see them until their wedding day. And then you but, really probably never see them in person again yeah, some of the time. But then because they're following you on your journey and you pop on and you post, they know who you are. They feel like they're a part of you your journey, you know? And so yeah. it's like there is so much more powerful things to Instagram than just followers and likes and aesthetics. It's just like take it to the next degree of going... I want to not just be a florist and an event planner. I want to be um, well-connected on Instagram. And when I go to Tampa, sometimes I'll reach out to random people I've been talking to for months or years and being like, you know what? Do you just want to meet in person? Yeah, you want to get some coffee? or? And one time I talked to someone for four and a half hours. It was an Instagram friend. I had a bridesmaid at my wedding because of Instagram. And so I think if you want to own a business, if you run a business, I think putting more energy into Instagram, but when it's genuine and actually have fun with it, I think that you'll see such a reap 
out of it of like, oh, this isn't just about followers. This isn't just about likes. It's actual a connection. connection. And I think that's the beauty of it is I feel like I know so many vendors now. And that's why I joked about my wedding would be so different three years ago. Oh, man. If I, I, I bet you done. all the inputs you've seen, <laughs> you're like, man, I missed the boat. I could have. This could have been my masterpiece. Or I would have even simplified it. Hey, you just got to tell your husband, honest, 10 you year, know? we're going to oh, renew yeah. our vows. We and did I got to do, do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'll do a style shoot. But yeah, and I just think that that's the beauty of it is just I want to be able to be well connected with the community on Instagram with our community here in Lakeland and kind of see what happens and things like that. But I just think like start off small and see where things take you. Well, thank you so much for just being so giving of your time and sharing your journey, like the way that it's gone. I think that for a lot of people, they're going to be able to relate to not just what you've been through, um, but where you're at in your journey. You mm-hmm. know, and you, you really helped us like unpack some important questions that I don't know many entrepreneurs that ask themselves some of those questions on the front. And usually they're asking themselves that on the back end once things have hit a spiral. So really appreciate like bringing some of this stuff to light. I think that, that our audience is going to get a lot of value out of this. And um, and you definitely got me as a customer. So I'm going to start ordering my flowers to my wife. Thanks. So my wife, if you're listening, you will be getting better flowers than I got you for yes. Valentine's Day. I promise. Hey. <laughs> well, thank you again. I appreciate it.